Hey guys, it's time for another episode of Some Bases Covered. I'm Stone Express, representing Stone and the crew. In today's episode, you'll get to know some of us in Some Bases Covered, and we will be answering some of your questions. But first, this episode contains adult language and discussion that may be disturbing to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. All right, so what compelled you to become a podcast host? I guess we go around in a circle. Anthony, you first. Uh, for me, it sort of um, became a bit of a bit like a bit of an invitation. I uh, sort of a fair bit of uh, maybe a point of view or value. You know, I could provide some value to different topics. I sort of uh, more or less fell into the role, and as I did a few, I kind of liked it. It was a good experience, so I thought I'd keep doing it. And so I keep doing it because it's always uh, fun to have a, a bit of a chat and chat about different topics. Mm-hmm. Brandon, how about you? Penny. <laughs> she basically says that I'm going to be a part of an episode, and I just kind of hang out in the background usually. Just add something every once in a while, but yeah, that's why I'm here, just as support. Yeah, I guess for me, it was just, uh, well, I guess I met Penny playing Path of Exile and hang out in Discord servers, and uh, I guess we vibed well, and then she was like, you want to host a podcast? I was like, sure, why not? And uh, here we are. Here we are, 12 glorious years later. <laughs> How can I get a famous person like Bjarni or Jimmy Wales to answer a question? I probably oh. butchered that first name. I don't know. If you make the question really interesting, it'll probably stick out. The question is, uh, how do you get your question to them? Probably got to pull. Uh, have you ever seen an episode um, by Nardwar where he goes out and he interviews like musicians, but he mm. like does so much research beforehand that he asks them like super personal questions that like the only yeah. only people who knew the answer to are like those that went to high school with him. I, I think that element of. Uh, tailoring it towards whoever it is you're asking and making sure that it stands out or it shows that 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 what the what the fuck moment you know when how do you know that yeah yeah, it's um i mean there's a few different ways you can get it but again it depends if the question's been answered because more times or not when you're performing an interview or you're asking like a reddit ask me anything sometimes famous people do do those But if they've seen that question a whole bunch, they'll usually answer it once and refer back to whatever, you know, and won't answer it again, typically. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do as a bit like an ongoing joke. A good example of that would be, have you heard of the, you've probably seen the YouTube videos, pretty much everyone should have by now. It's called The Hot Ones. Yes. Now the premise is actually quite ingenious. Uh, now, and it also provides a comedic reference for those who have seen a few of those videos. But essentially, the premise of the whole thing is there's about 15 wings, and they each have a different hot sauce. And each hot sauce has a varying level of how much spice, how spicy it is, measured in units. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the unit right Scoville. now. I can't. Scoville units, that's correct. Yeah. Um, I, I know my hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, and as as they as they get towards sort of the hotter end of the questions, 
the more their research shows because often or not they'll be complimented on how good their research was uh, they'll be asking them questions that you know they hadn't been asked before and it, it sort of it sort of shows when you give a really good question that you'll more than likely get an answer if you supply it I probably would say in more of a live situation, you know, they're in an interview or, you know, like I said, with a Reddit, ask me anything or in a live stream sort of situation, because I don't think you're really going to be able to, you might be able to send them a fan letter and get a non-generical response, but majority of fan letters and emails like that will get a generic response. So I think you're probably gonna, you'd be probably lucky if you ask the right question at the right time in like a Reddit or live stream type situation to be able to get a good response. Do you have any future goals for the podcast? Um, future goals. Well, I, I struggle a little bit with talking to people, so I'm not a very good host. That's why I always have to have other people around anytime I'm in an episode. But my goal is to be able to open up a little bit more and engage more in the podcast. Yeah, I'd say my goals are pretty much along the lines of those. I used to be really bad, really bad. Uh, what's the term? Conversationalist, right? I guess yeah. getting better at active listening as well as without dragging the conversation or detracting from it, right? Putting, having meaningful input consistently. Continue to improve in, in terms of like being a good communicator. Anthony, what do you think? Um, so I, a lot of my job is active listening and, and obviously having conversation because I need to ask people not so pointed questions, have a lot of that change a lot. So I would say probably is probably providing, I'm aiming to provide more quality questions and trying to come up with answers again that similar to your own there, Stone, that don't quite detract from the topic in the conversation because I do have a habit of <laughs> going on a rant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see that. Mm. Uh, I guess the next question is, if you could give one piece of advice to aspiring podcasters, what would that be? I guess I'll go first this time. Um, to be honest, just full send it. What's the worst that can happen, right? It's about what I was going to say. <laughs> just do it. Make your dreams come true. I would actually, uh, like, if you're an aspiring podcaster, I, I would actually advise maybe... Um, while you're getting through your first steps to avoid hitting on hot topic issues because they can tend to be quite nuanced and if you're still just entering the scene it might be advisable to stay just stick clear of them till you you know you can research that topic more fully i don't know i like i like seeing how do you how would you how would you describe it uh personal growth in terms of people having an opinion that Maybe it once leaned one way, but once presented with new information, it's changed over time. And it has the added perspective of, well, once upon a time, I used to believe the other side of it, but I didn't just, I just didn't know X, Y, Z. Maybe, maybe a, coming out the doors blasting with a contentious issue may not be the best thing, but I thought, I still think sending it, why not? 
I, I think fully sending it's a good idea, but um, when it comes to like hot topic issues, if you don't show a lot of nuanced answers, then it can, you know, that can be cancelling pretty quick if you're not on the more careful side of things. You know, it's try, just try and avoid the hot topic button, you know, hot topic issues and have a bit of fun with it. Oh, personal questions. Ooh. Anthony, where do you see yourselves in 15 years from now? What oh, goals and dreams? Years? Yeah, what hopes and dreams do you have? Do you hope to have accomplished by then? By then, I would hopefully have a house. Um, a house is a bit of a big ask in Australia right now. They cost a stupid level amount of money. That's usually the goal of most Australians is to actually have a house because majority of us rent. So that would probably be where I sell in 15 years is probably hopefully owning a home and hopefully to have gained uh, long-term ongoing employment because I'm currently a contractor. Brandon, how about you? Um, I've always wanted to get into software development. Hopefully eventually make a game, but... You want to develop an app? <laughs> it's difficult to keep yourself motivated sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure 15 years, well, somewhere along the, the road of 15 years from now, um, Pirate Software will have released a entire platform of how to make games. It'll be ex significantly expanded upon from what he's got now. Are yeah, you at all familiar no. with uh, Pirate Software? Or? No, I've never heard of him. Oh my god, the YouTube <laughs> shorts, the dude, the dude, the dude, the dude with the long hair. I don't watch like, shorts. Yeah, you, I, you don't watch shorts on YouTube? I don't, I don't I, I've always yeah, hated yeah, 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 talking about like, Are you talking about Tech Jesus? Yeah, Tech Jesus, basically. There's yeah, like the a thousand Tech Jesus. Are you talking about the original or the... I'm talking about the one who's been exploding on YouTube shorts recently. Oh, you're talking about Nexus, Nexus Games. No, his 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 uh, YouTube panel is literally uh, pirate software. Oh no, I haven't seen him. No, he's I'll been all over my YouTube short feed. Yeah, I've never never enjoyed short form videos. I will lie down in bed and scroll on them for hours if I'm not tired. Love YouTube shorts. So developing an app is that it or? That kind of like too large scale to really again nail anything specific from where you are we are right now yeah i don't have anything specific right now it's just something i've always kind of been interested in getting into yeah i'm kind of, I'm kind of the same same way i guess 15 years from now if you'd asked me that two years ago um i would have said getting ready to retire out of the army in a couple of years um and well right now my current life situation is well i'm getting out of the military in a year so oof 15 years from now i guess i would still hope i'm on the road uh a couple years from retirement if not maybe just either having a job i really enjoy whether it's part-time or full-time or just having i don't know some kind of meaningful career that i enjoy as for goals and dreams accomplished by then i don't really know 15 years from now is a long time I'll put a big one out there. Uh, I want to scale the 14 peaks. <laughs> <laughs> the next question is, if you could have a pet today, what animal would it be? 
well, I already have a pet, a tabby ginger cat, whose name is Ninja. I don't think I want any new pets right now. <laughs> Penny no. and I have a lot. Yeah, we took we brought in a few that we were going to help somebody adopt away because they weren't able to take care of them at the time. And so we've got quite a few animals around the house. Yeah, I think I go with uh, two dogs, two cats. If money was no object, where would you live? Shit, that's a hard one. Mm. I think for me, it'd be very Western Utah. <laughs> so I, I can really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> or no, no, sorry, not not Utah, uh, Arizona. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> Arizona is much more gun friendly than California, with the added benefit of I can go into the bustle of the city, but not have to live over there. Yeah, we're pretty gun friendly in Utah, but there's nothing out west. Yeah, no, no, no. Utah's the. Uh, I, I meme about it every time someone brings out Utah. It's known for that one road that goes through it with like two turns. Yep. What about you? Okay. Um, I would actually probably have to say Vietnam, Pacific Islands. Well, because a lot of that country is virtually untouched by pollution. I mean, a lot of people don't sort of see it as much. It's quite obvious in Australia. When you go from either even just out from the suburbs to to outback, it, it's quite quite obviously and quite apparent that how polluted some of the cities can be. So I wouldn't mind living, you know, uh, you know, on one of the Pacific Islands, which you know that's um, Indonesia, Vietnam. Thailands. I'm not sure where I would live. And I think my first choice would be to be near family because that's really important to me. But, you know, if if I could bring them with me anywhere, then, you know, I really do like it a lot in Norway. So I'd probably live there. Yeah, Norway or Sweden would be pretty cush. You don't have to worry about money. <laughs> if money was no object, I'd actually probably float between Queensland, Australia, with not a beachfront property, but maybe a clifftop property, or somewhere in somewhere outside of the flood zones. For those who don't know, Australia itself, uh, the coastal sites or the coastal cities, technically they do get flooded quite a bit not a ho not every year but they do have usually there's a high chance it does happen where they'll be flooding or even worse as some people may have heard on the news is we've had a lot we actually had a tornado that went through and essentially um cut a large swath through that so there's lots of areas around there that I wouldn't mind living. In fact, I'd like it because I do have family up that way in Queensland. Um, but if money was no object, I'd, I'd prefer to like to live either, you know, between Queensland and, and the Philippines because they're both quite beautiful areas because I'd still like to live in Australia. I just wouldn't want to live outside of it permanently because then I wouldn't really be able to see family that much.
tickets to Australia to Australia are extremely expensive from most、mm. world currencies. Not sure about how much it costs an American to get a ticket to Australia, but probably not cheap. No, <laughs> that's quite a quite a distance. No,、oh, next one is favorite meal and why. I got a fun answer for this one. For me, it's a it's a tie. There is the age old comfort food for me,、um, which is rice bowls. So either you know rice with the Japanese dish oyakodon, or you know fried chicken and curry. Right, any any kind of rice bowl, love them, or some kind of hot pot. I love rice. My favorite meal would have to be A5 Wagyu beef. The reason why is quite intriguing. So I hadn't actually tried majority. A lot of Australian states end up getting sold overseas, so we don't tend to have a lot of the higher costing, you know, the really sort of premium type stuff available to us very easily. And I was lucky enough to actually had been able to come across it in a store. It doesn't often get stocked there, but every now and again they are able to get it. So when I had tried it, I absolutely loved it because it was fantastic. I'd never been able to try it before, and it sort of after I cooked it, I managed to get to a perfect medium rare. It's a little bit pink in the center. Beautiful. And absolutely fell in love with、um, A5 Wagyu beef. It's expensive. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty simple. I think mine would probably just be sandwiches. Wait, what kind of sandwich though? Just turkey and cheese,、uh, tuna and mayo. I'm vegetarian, so it would just be like tomatoes and cheese and lettuce and tofu. Yeah. Have you tried like fried lumi or? Um, I have not. Or, or like fried tofu? Um, I have. I've tried fried tofu. That's pretty good Crunch, if you get the crunchy、right. fried. If you get it right, the crunchy fried tofu can elevate a sandwich to like. Yeah, I've never had tofu on a sandwich. I should try that. I wouldn't recommend normal tofu because that'd be a strange, like very silky. Probably, yeah. yeah, and that might not go so well in a sandwich. But fried tofu, that would be okay because that'd add a crunchy texture. Yeah, I went to a really good Japanese restaurant once. They made some great tofu. What do you place first in life? Now, I think you two both mentioned that you're very particular about family, but I think I'm in kind of a unique situation where it's yeah, I care about family, but it's not a, the number one thing. My family is like very well off and doesn't need me around, at least socially. I guess I'm in that situation where it's like I'm not emotionally tied down physically to wherever they are. If I want to visit, I'll visit. If they want to visit, they'll visit me. So I guess I place comfort first. Just want to be content with my stature in life. I guess for me, yes, it would be family, because yes, I do want to stay in the relatively the same city, because the majority of my family live where I live already, and I still do like to catch up with my extended family, and that's kind of hard to do 
sort of without both of them that'd be a lot of trips a lot of planes to try and do that if i were to move anywhere else i would do it but it would limit me extremely limit me in the ability to have that level of contact outside of facebook i think it'd be really difficult on on my parents if i were to sort of move out of state well difficult on my family in particular if i were to you know move out of state brandon how about you yeah i think you got mine right it was family not not only the family that i was raised with but also my new family because i just got married so that family is also very important to me are there any fun series that you recommend to watch on netflix or somewhere else penny says trailer park boys Hmm. I think I'll go last for this one. I got to think. Well, there are a lot of fun series. Uh, um, I've recently stopped watching a lot of different series just because they've kind of gotten boring, old, or political. I've recently been re-watching a whole bunch of series. Uh, I was watching The Librarians for a bit of a spin. That's a good TV show. Um... Uh, New Amsterdam is a good one if you like TV dramas, which is uh, about a doctor who has cancer who has to manage and run a hospital, which for those who don't know, pretty much for most places in the world, directors pretty much manage from the, you know, the hospital in its entirety usually, or a department in its entirety. Depends where you live in the world on to what, as to what that job may entail. Um... But essentially, he, whilst he's getting his cancer treatment, he continues running all the different departments whilst he's getting his cancer treatment. It's a great TV drama. I actually would recommend it. It's a good one to watch. Brandon, you got any series that you recommend? I like comedies. You know, things like Modern Family or Little Sheldon. From the Big yeah. Bang Theory. Damn, I got a different taste than y'all for TV shows. I'm like into like sci-fi, mystery, thriller, action. If I, I, I want to be like hooked to the to the screen watching it, I don't want to just be relaxing, chilling. There's like a bunch of stuff that I can recommend. There's there's Blacklist on Netflix. That's got like I don't know if it's in double digit seasons yet, but it feels like it's nearing there. There's um, uh, For All Mankind on Apple TV. That one's great. There's so many plot twists and you don't see many of them coming. And it's great because it's like, it's like, what if the cosmonauts won the space race and the space race kept on going? I've only watched the, the entire first season. I still need to watch more, but I was like, I need, I want more of this. Kind of it was a slow how... builder, but once it got by the end of season one, I loved it. I didn't watch more than season one because I, it doesn't come out in a lot of the streaming services in Australia at that March. It's more American oh. streaming, so it's actually hard to get in Australia unless you have Apple and those bastards won't get one more dollar of my money, but that's a different story altogether. Hmm. There's the there's a not really a series, but there's a first and a second movie for a uh, it's I believe it's uh, Chinese or South Korean. I, th I think it's South Korean. Um, 
it's a it's a sci sci science fiction thriller and i i fucking i, I love the movie because every 15 minutes there's like a massive plot twist or, or something and you don't really you don't ever see it coming and it just like it keeps you like hooked to it um it's called the wandering earth the premise of it is the sun's dying we have to move the earth to the next solar system and it's just, like it's the whole absurdity of it just keeps on driving it and it's got two movies believe it or not then there's iron sky oh my god so if you've ever seen like a low budget movie right is that the one about um like the nazis escaping to the moon or something and yes the nazis to the moon. yes so you know how like there's like sharknado and uh velocipaster those like really really terrible movies that managed to get some budget what if the, those movies got a lot of budget that's what you get when with iron sky <laughs> and there's two movies so first one is nazis on the moon and they're coming back to help sarah palin win the election <laughs> And the second movie is there's Nazis at the center of the earth and Hitler is amongst them. It's just so ridiculous. It's, I don't know. It's... So, I mean, it's like one of the most ridiculous parts of that film, which sticks to sort of the Nazi sort of theme of it, is they turn one of the astronauts white. They, yep. The, they gave him the albinizer. Oh, it was just. Oh, it was beyond <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> That's what I mean by like every 15 minutes there's like a major plot twist. I love those kinds of movies that are just so absurd in their scope. Whether their execution, as long as their execution is is done in like some appropriate way that fits the vibe of what's going on. Like a movie like Iron Sky, like the whole vibe of it is like, what the fuck is happening? I mean, Whereas, when I like, saw the second movie had come out, I legitimately was like, I don't know how you could top Nazis on the moon. <laughs> but I saw the level that they went to, and I was like, oh, for Pete's sake, it's actually good. <laughs> I guess that, that's one that I'll have to check out. I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, just since oh. the scope of its ridiculousness, it's a bit like the Monty Python movies. It's like, it was so ridiculous, people couldn't hate it. When that movie came out, I would force everyone to watch it, and and for mo most of them, they'd be like, "This is so stupid." For the first thirty minutes, and then after like the first thirty minutes, they'd be like, "Okay, cool. Where's the popcorn at?" <laughs> I mean, I just couldn't stop couldn't stop laughing when I was just I was just like, "This movie is like canceled yesterday," but it sort of came out in that sweet pocket of time just before they started canceling stuff again. So like, the movie got some backlash, but not as much as it would have if it was released today. You mean how politically correct the critique of films are now? Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, uh, Dogma, if you haven't seen that film, it's absolutely hilarious, but it's basically, you couldn't release that today because it would be Yeah, I mean, the backlash passion. Oppenheimer got for coming out now. And honestly, Oppenheimer, I thought was very well, uh, according to a lot of the documentaries I've watched of Oppenheimer, it was quite accurate as to the events that had occurred. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's also uh, there's also Suits. Brandon, have you seen Suits? Uh, I've seen a little bit of it. That's another one of those every 15 minutes. It's like the one super genius figures out a solution. 
Oh, Salvation. I watched, uh, it has a second season out now, right? Uh, yeah, Salvation had a second season out, but a second season is when it ended, basically. Like, I was pretty sad when that happened because I was looking forward to what would happen. So it was kind of a bit sad. I think one of my favorite series, now that I'm thinking about it, better, um, it's probably Love, Death, and Robots. I love that each little, like, 15 to 30-minute episode is, like, this entire world-building and storytelling, as opposed to its counterpart, which is, I guess you could say, Black Mirror, which is always the exact same kind of thing like new world thing but it always but black mirror always follows the same formula of uh here's a here's some new technology fantasy thing that seems really good here's how people are using it here's a random plot twist in the middle and how it's actually horrible and horrifying and the rest of it is just it ruining one person's life and then it ends <laughs> That's... um the next still kind of going to be a bit obvious uh it's two and a half men Yep. For the extremely obvious reasons of there's a drunk guy who does funny shit on TV. And Game of Thrones because I liked how the story was told. Oh, I love Game of Thrones. Oh, it was that was uh I was really upset towards the end the last season because it wasn't as drawn out as the books showed it i was upset from season seven and onwards and that's because i actually read the books and i don't even know how mm. how george rr R. martin is gonna actually finish the series um on a, honestly i i think majority of it's gonna have to be preempt uh, like um sort of after if he's gonna have to be able to do any storyline it'll have to be from after the, the destruction of the white walkers is pretty much where uh I can't. I haven't read the last book in a long time, so I can't remember where his last part of the story was up to. But basically, whatever the TV show has showed so far, he's going to have to stick with that storyline and modality. Otherwise, it yeah. won't. It won't match up like his story has, you know, matched up thus far. Hmm. Brandon, you so you have you have a, a final. This is my favorite TV show. Uh, no, I'm not very good at picking favorites. <laughs> no. All right. Um, the last question is, uh, what can we expect from some bases covered in 2024? Well, I know that we're working a lot more on being more organized, so it should be more regular episodes. Yeah, I, I like the idea of uh, every Friday to Sunday, somewhere in there, maybe one to i don't even know even three or I, four podcasts we can fit in at least recording and then benny can edit so more consistency for sure more more people so we'll definitely have some more interesting conversations and uh you know, some expanded questions some interesting topics as well some just some expanded topics i've even taken from the viewer base that the viewer might like to discuss or their particular interests as far as topics go and then perhaps some more um i'd like maybe some more viewer interaction if there is any uh, any questions from that um perhaps some maybe some some live events as well to 
show the real chaos behind the show. The utter <laughs> chaos that ensues when a show is created. Because mark my words, there is chaos and a lot of it. <laughs> On that note, this one's been a ride, fellas. You truly got to hear a late night conversation with the boys, so thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. We'll see you next time.